Sterling's got from the east to the west. Make you laugh your lungs out of your chest. Rolling up, cause it's time to go. And take another hit of this episode. This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca. And it's produced by Matt Olix. Let's begin the show. Oh, people, what's good? How are you doing? What's been happening with y'all, people? I know it's been a minute since I have uh, put out one. It's been it's two weeks now that I didn't put out uh, an episode. But I have good news and good reason, other than being the lazy lazy excuse that I usually give. I actually have some great news for all of you. Um, first off, um, shout out to Yuck Yucks in uh, Calgary. Uh, I had a phenomenal show there. I went down to actually record my album. I'm having a new album come out called Corporate Clean. And, um, you know, uh, it's a little bit of uh, what's been going on with covid mixed with um, a lot of my clean material. So anyways, I went down to uh, Yuck Yucks to record it. And uh, Yuck Yucks uh, in Calgary in the casino there. I don't know the name of the casino off the top of my head, but they are one of the best staff. And I'm going on record to say this, that the Yuck Yucks in Calgary is one of the best staff I've ever had the opportunity of working with. They are, they are out of their way phenomenal and uh thank them for everything they did so anyways i went down to record my set uh, i had one show no two shows friday uh, one show friday two shows saturday and um so i decided i was gonna record my album there i called ahead and everything and brought down uh my equipment uh my producer of this show uh matt olix i asked i hit him up for some advice on what i'm gonna need so when you're recording an album um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I went to a professional and they charged me $600. Listen, people, honestly, do it yourself. You do not need to spend $600 to record an album. I get that people are trying to, you know, get their money up and get the job on. But let me tell you guys exactly what I needed. Can you believe that somebody wanted to charge me $600? And this is what you do. You take three uh zoom recorders <clears throat> preferably like h4n and up i mean you could get the five or the six if you'd like but at least the h4 right you get two and you put it on each side of the stage <clears throat> and what that does is it captures the the laughter and the sound of the audience and then you get a third one and you plug it directly into the uh soundboard's uh input or output that uh the, that uh, comes from the microphone so basically the sound of me talking directly into the microphone is being directly recorded and then the audience is being recorded separately and then i give it over to matt and he puts it all together like a comedy sandwich and then we roll out uh, a new album so um that's what was required and people were you know charging me as much as well quoting me because i didn't take the damn bait quoting me as much as six hundred dollars so um i decided to do it my own and um i've actually even decided that i'm going to be opening my own starting my own record label 
um, because I want to own my masters, man. Like I see what these uh, record companies are are caking and how much they're making off of these artists. And um, I'm like, nah, man, I, I heard what Prince said, man. Prince, he said it best. He said, own your masters. All right. And so uh, if you're an artist listening to this right now, I recommend you do the same, man. Just trust me. You don't need to believe in the hype that you can't do this on your own. Now, with that being said, here's how the story here's Here's how everything went crazy and failed. Um, I went down and we, uh, you know, Friday night we tested all the equipment. So I was going to do Friday as a test gig. And then Saturday I have two shots to make it happen. And so on Friday we went down, you know, hooked up the soundboard, hooked up everything. And everything worked beautifully. And uh, we recorded it. It sounded great. Uh, Friday was a little bit of a light show. It wasn't a lot of people. And, of course, with COVID, the crowds aren't as big as they used to be. So Yuck Yucks, I believe, is only operating at, you know, I think 30%, 35% of their capacity. So um, what happened was uh, the crowd was a little light. So I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. We know that the next day sold out. And, well, sold out is only 70 people. But Yucks has a great way of uh, putting the audience where they're both socially distant and uh, at the same time can make the nice laughter. And I know a lot of people right now are rolling their eyes. Well, not a lot. Um, my dedicated 56. Um, my dedicated 56, by the way, has dropped again in number. <laughs> number. <laughs> God bless you for the people that are ha hanging on with me. Um, my dedicated 40 now. Um, I love you guys. <laughs> 16 have gone. 16 are like, this relationship is over. It's all right, though. Anyways, they'll come back when I'm famous. But you, you dedicated 40. I know who you are. Not really, but I know who some of you are. Shout out to those 10 people that uh, that uh, wrote on my post or on my walls that, that dedicated 56. And for those 10 people who uh, wrote dedicated 56, please understand that uh, you will be the highly favored. If you ever wanted to know people who are going to, like, I know it's a gamble. It's like a lottery. But, like, if I ever, not if I ever, when I make it, trust me, I know who is going to be the ones getting uh, a little bit of that extra love. You know what I'm saying? But, anyways, back to the show. So, um, Saturday, we get everything, hook it up, and the soundboard output uh breaks oh yuck yucks soundboard uh stopped working not the whole board so like the microphones and stuff the 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 inputs or whatever which way you want to say it input output so the microphones were working for us to hear on stage but for it to be recorded their soundboard just stopped working and so of course, we found this out at the end of the show. And of course, Saturday, first show, um, I have, you know, one of those sets where it's like I got a semi-standing ovation. Like, you know, it, it was that good. It was like one of those nights where I came off the stage and I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I wanted. And then, of course, you always have to, you know, you know, Murphy's Law, whatever bad can happen, happens. I go and I always make sure and I check and 
check the audio and of course I find out that the soundboard wasn't working and so it did not record properly and so we couldn't get it working couldn't get the, the soundboard to work and um the set didn't get performed by the way Calgary people don't give a fuck about COVID holy like I literally from the stage was saying, hey, guys, OK, when I come off the stage, because um, I was like, you know, what I mean, like like a lot of like I'm telling you, it was a good set, people. And they really wanted to, like, buy merch and, you know, stuff and, and all kinds of stuff and take pictures. So I was like, OK, here's what I'll do. I'll stand in this booth and then everybody could just come by the booth and stand, you know, six feet away, turn the camera like a selfie. And I'm just behind you. And, you know, and then we take the picture together. When I tell you, I said that from the stage, by the time I got to the booth, people had already were waiting in the booth, in the fucking booth, no mask on, nothing but faces and smiles, uh, which in uh, a post pandemic world, fucking awesome. But uh, during a pandemic, terrifying as fuck. So, like, I literally saw them waiting in the booth and stood in another booth. And it's just like, like, the, the Calgary crowd just did not give a fuck. They were actually laughing at me. Could you believe that, people? They were making fun of me because I didn't want to, uh, you know what I mean? Like, let them put their arms around me. And, you know what I mean? They want, literally, they wanted to hug me and talk in my face. I don't like that shit when it's uh, not a pandemic. But during one, it's even worse. So anyways, we took the pictures and everything. And uh, it was a good time. You know what I mean? I didn't get the album recorded. I was really sad. But then, uh, you know what I mean? A door closes, another opportunity happens. Because... Um, I uh, got the call to do a comedy festival in Kamloops, and uh, Kamloops gave me the the nod. Uh, and uh, turns out that it is a sold out theater show, uh, and they have all of the equipment required to record my performance. And um, so I uh, called ahead. I uh, asked them, I was like, hey, I told them I'm recording an album and I would like to record my album. Can I, do I need to bring my equipment or whatever? And they're like, well, bring whatever you have, but uh, we are a theater. We could record your audio. And I was like, phenomenal. So not only am I going to get to record a second chance of my album to record it, but I get to do it at a sold out theater show with um, a larger group of people and um, I've run this hour before, uh, you know what I mean? So all the kinks and all the, you know, what I should have, I should have, I wish I could have, I could now actually do. So I'm really excited. So this Saturday, I will be in Kamloops for the Cam Comedy Fest. And your boy is headlining. That's right. I am headlining in the Cam Comedy Fest at the Sold Out show uh on the saturday night two shows sold out which uh sounds like i'm boasting until you realize that thursday that was supposed to be in salmon arm uh the ticket sales were so low that they canceled the show <laughs> so a massive in cam loops but in salmon arm yeah fuck that guy um but yeah i'm looking forward to it and uh 
Yeah, I've uh, I mean, like I said, a lot of things that happened on COVID let me uh, learn the value of myself. And like one of them is that uh, the, the, the fact that how much money uh, you're worth and how all these organizations uh, take advantage of you while at the same time trying to make it look like you are they're doing you a favor when they don't exist without you. And um, so uh, I'm going to start my own record label. I'm going to open a nonprofit organization and I'm going to start my own film production. And um, yeah, I, uh, I'm taking a business class in November to uh, that's going to help me. Uh, it's actually a nice little business course that teaches a person how to put together their business plan and how to, uh, you know, get grants and all kinds of stuff. Uh, thank you to my friend Odian. Uh, shout out to her. She's not listening, but she's not one of the dedicated 56. But here's what I love about her. Uh, Odian uh, and I have known each other for, I'd say, about 10, 12 years. And uh, she, I call her my superwoman because um, whenever I call on her for help, like she, if she's available, she's going to drop whatever she's doing and, and run and help me. I mean, one time I didn't have a ride. Uh, my car, uh, the battery died. Odian left her house and drove to me before she went to work and then just said, drive me to work and then keep my car for the rest of the day. I'll take a, I'll get a ride home. And then just left me with her car for the day so that I could go and do all my foolishness. Um, and so Odian is the one who gave me the call. She's like, Hey, I know you want to, you know, open all these businesses and stuff. Well, this is a business course. And uh, they will help you put together your business plan and uh, give you like a, help you, you know, give you a good direction and shit. So I'm excited. I'll be taking that in November. And um, yet the goal is, is that I'm going to um, have my business plan and my record labor, my film company and my nonprofit organization. And uh, I'm going to attempt to start getting grants and start making things happen. I'm going to use the nonprofit organization. Um, uh, to be able to, I'd love to put on an event and give out scholarships to, you know, people who are aspiring and who have talent and, uh, you know, even take, make a show happen where a bunch of young people who are talented, like put the show on for them through the nonprofit organization, you know, probably call in some of my big dog headliners so that they can sell the tickets, but then put the talented people that, um, I want to give this grant to on the show and then, you know, give them all the money uh, in the form of like, you know, because you can't give young people money. Ah, shit. One second. I got to take this call. Ah, and we're back with the movie magic. I mean, sorry, radio magic. <laughs> I'm back. That was my weed man. And um, uh, anybody who listening to this podcast i think you can understand that when the weed man calleth you must answer uh <laughs> i just got some some ganja all right so anyways i don't even remember what the fuck i was talking to you guys about but yes oh Kamloops. so i'm headed up to Kamloops uh to do uh these these shows and i'm super excited and uh yeah i really think i'm gonna 
I think I'm going to bring the heat, people. I think uh, my next album, uh, by the way, just for you guys to know, my album is going to be clean, um, which is completely different from what I do. This particular album is called Corporate Clean. So you see my dedicated 40. You guys are going to hear about it first. But yeah, so the album is called Corporate Clean. And what it is, it's like I said, it's just um, half of it is, uh, you know, covid jokes and um you know the adjustments of me and myself and my life uh during the pandemic and and uh a lot of my uh, corporate clean jokes too so um i'm looking forward to putting this album out uh so that i can uh you know what i'm saying make some money during this fucking pandemic <laughs> and spread the laughter and you know what i'm gonna do actually that's what i'm gonna do hey here's what i'm gonna do to show you guys how much i love you um, all the people that uh, wrote Dedicated 56, and I know who you are, um, I'm giving you guys a free copy of the album right off the presses. And I know one of them, uh, one of my Dedicated 56, is a comedian, a talented comedian. And I'm going to shout him out right now because I know he's listening. Uh, Al Babcock. Out there in Kingston, Ontario. Yo, shout outs to you. I like I love your artwork, bro. Like, it's crazy. Cause Al, I'm gonna tell the story of uh, how I met you, uh, which is gonna sound like a real asshole thing. But anyways, so I met Al uh when he was just starting out comedy and he was doing a guest spot and I was headlining in the club comedy club, absolute comedy club in Kingston. And uh now I uh, feel like a douchebag for saying this now, but at the time I don't know. I didn't. I don't even remember. Did I? I don't know. I don't know if did I sell you my CD. I don't know if I did, but um, I don't like selling my CD to comics. But anyways, uh, maybe I did. Times were rough sometimes. So anyways, um, Al performed, and uh, I wrote on the CD that I gave him. Um, I don't remember what it said, but I think, what did it say? It said, like, eh, um, kill yourself or something stupid like that. I don't remember, <laughs> but it was something mean. And um, turns out that was years later. Uh, he took a picture and he said, look, uh, look, I remember when I met Sterling Scott and he did this. And uh, now he's out running his own shows. If you're any of my fans in Kingston, if I have any dedicated 40 from Kingston, he's doing a show with Chris Bonaparte. Chris Bonaparte's hilarious. I've uh, worked with him many times. And, uh, yo, go check it out, man. Al Babcock. And, yes, Al, I do want a comedy reject uh, picture. I will hang that on my wall knowing that uh, it's fucking one of the few. Um, but, yeah, shout-outs to him anyways. Um. Yeah, like my head's all over the place, people. I don't even know. I know I'm giving shout outs now. And I don't even remember where I'm beginning. But anyways, let me tell you guys, let's just get into the good news. All right. 2020 has been a fucking shit show. We all know that. I had two TV shows get canceled and uh, a lot of work lost. And uh, a few days ago, Sterling got the call. Uh, I'm very excited. This is a big thing. I got the call. I will be hosting uh, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival for one of their gala evenings. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know, because most of you who are listening to this don't watch CBC, but um, that gala 
uh, hosting position is given to celebrities and top-ranking uh Canadian like 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 when I mean celebrities like when I did it it was Chris Jericho all right and then the very first time I ever did it was Jeremy Hotz and um now it's gonna be me and so you know what I'm saying like it's either you're a celebrity or you're a high-ranking comedian and um you know what I mean um one of the directors Dean Jenkinson gave me the call and uh was like you know we think you'd be perfect uh, the only only issue is that when Winnipeg does a, a gala, it's done by theme. And the theme for this is pets. And I don't have any pet jokes. Like, zero. I have never written any jokes about having a pet. And so I, you know, as much as I wanted the big paying gig, I, I didn't want to embarrass myself and so i told i told dean i'm like i don't i don't have um any jokes about pets and he's like oh well you got two weeks to write it <laughs> and i was like fuck i'm gonna do it and so <laughs> i'm working on uh jokes currently right now uh about pets so that i can uh i cannot uh, do this festival so uh I, i've got my album recording on Saturday. I have uh, October 23rd. I will be uh, recording for television uh, the as host of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And October 30th, I got the call from CBC Debaters. And they, yeah, I know, going from zero, no fucking gigs, no work, to now I'm overloaded. I said yes to the CBC debaters forgetting that CBC debaters also is a topic. Now, fortunately, the topic is right up my alley. It's uh, should a person uh, take care of their skin? Like, is skin care an important thing for or against? And so I got four. And I'm like, thankful because, you know, I'm a black dude. Black people, we need lotion. As I'm saying that, I'm scratching my fucking legs and leaving white marks all over my goddamn calf muscles. So, but they are like, yeah, first draft for that, however, is due tomorrow. <laughs> so I have, I have to have to, I have to get uh, uh, six, 12, six. So it's a six minute um, televised set, a 12 minute, uh, uh, in between set that's not recorded, and then like a three minute closing set that's recorded. So nine minutes, I believe, um, will be on television. So I have to write nine minutes on pets. That's going to that has to be on television, and I have to be like top of my game. I can't come with no half ass shit. So I have that, and the write up for that. Also, people who don't understand, let me explain. Whenever you do television. Um, you have to submit your jokes in advance so that they could read it. Um, I mean, yes, they do let it slide if you're like a really big celebrity, but I'm not that celebrity. So I have to uh, submit my work for review. So they're actually going to take these jokes and read them. So I have to write at a level that will make you know what I mean? Like professionals laugh just from what's on the paper. That takes a lot of work, people. 
Um, if you want to understand, it takes me, uh, I'd say, a year to write 30 minutes. 30 to 40 minutes is how long it takes me to write a quality 40-minute set. Uh, it's about like a year. Whereas now when you're asking me to, in two weeks, squeeze out nine minutes of, you know, what should be the best stuff I've ever put on television, I get a little nervous. And then to follow that with, by the way, you still have another project due, um, <laughs> which is going to be also on CBC Radio, which also you have to submit your jokes in advance for them to review. That's due tomorrow in 24 hours. So it's kind of like... uh I'm back to work, people. I'm back to work. And these are the reasons why uh, you haven't heard from me for a little bit longer than you should have. But um, your boy's back on the map working. And um, there's no guarantees, of course, that um, there's going to be any work in the future. Like, my November is empty. Like, right now, like I'm taking the weirdest calls now where I'm like, People are like, yo, do you want to do a birthday party in a garage? I'm like, yo, is it in town? They're like, nope. I'm like, do you pay gas? Because I'm like, fuck, I got to do, I got to work. I got to work, man. I've taken anything. I'm, I swear to God, people, if I had two more abs, I'd be swinging my dick at a strip club. I swear to you, I'd quit. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I'd still be doing this podcast and still be like, who's the dedicated 56? And I hit you with my dick or something. Anyways, um, I got to take whatever I take. And so there's no guarantees for the next month. So I have to work my ass off this month. All of this is happening in one month. And if you think I'm finished, oh, no, I'm not. Because I also, you know what I mean? You just like Sterling. You have a TV gig that you have to write a new nine minutes for a radio gig that you have to write a new five minutes for. That's And you have less than two weeks to complete both of these. Are you going to take it easy? <clears throat> no. I am going to record an album. And let's throw a little something else on top of that. October 17th for my Edmonton people. October 17th. I am having the first ever audio sound therapy festival that's right the audio sound therapy festival held and it will be an annual event october 17th that's a very sacred day for me because that's the day when they legalize weed all across the country it's a great day for me um so i i want my festival to be on that day so for my edmonton people um listen do me a favor man please 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 rsvp to this show like i know you're hearing me say it the rsvp is sterling's contact info at gmail.com rsvp to the show because we have to you know in order to make sure that it's a safe event and that we don't uh, get any trouble we are making sure that it's socially distanced and it's not that i i don't it's not that i'm worried about all right let me just break this down for you people all right this whole thing with COVID, okay? I I empathize with people who are like, yo, I don't want to wear a mask. I hate it. I think this is stupid. Uh, but I want to let you guys understand the side point of people who wear masks, 
All right. I wear a mask uh, not because I'm afraid that I'm going to get sick. In fact, a mask is not meant to protect you. It's meant to protect others if you have the disease. Um, so, but what I found is that in socially, if you are wearing a mask in public, then people who don't want to wear a mask will, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to be as touchy feely with you. And uh, they'll understand if you stand, a, you know, a little bit a downwind from a motherfucker. Um, but here's the reason why I choose to wear a mask and, you know, wash my hands and stuff. I don't think I'm going to get sick and die from COVID. What my worry is, is that I will catch COVID or have an event that people will get COVID and it will either kill somebody else or... It will assist in the rise of the cases of COVID, which would then continue the length of the lockdown. You see, if you really hate the mask, then if you wear it and we just follow the rules for, then we would have been out of this months ago. But all the bush parties, all the long weekend people, all the down to the damn president of the United States. Which, I mean, a lot of people believe it's a hoax, which is very possible. But the reality is that the more cases that there is, the longer the lockdown continues. So, people, October 17th, the reason why I need you guys to RSVP is so that the group you come with is going to be six feet away from every other group that's in there. And then that way, you're going to come in, you'll have a mask on. Once you sit down, you take your mask off. And uh, the reason for that simply is just that you don't want people walking around socializing. And you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't listen. Most people don't listen. And they're going to stray and they're going to go and do whatever they want or sit with another group and talk with other people. And it's like, it seems like it's cool. But the reality is that one person in that group of people you're going to talk to might know you. But they don't know the life and what's gone on with you. The other people in the group may not know you. And then the other people in the group don't know the other group of people. And so... Plus, you guys don't know what they've been through. You know what I'm saying? So it's like anybody could catch it and spread it. And so I'm just doing everything possible to make sure that when I throw a show that there's not a rise in cases, which will then subsequently keep all of my entertainment people down. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the cause of any more cases. So, yes, you are going to wear your masks. No, there will be there will be bar service. Um, but they will come to you. You're not allowed to just go around and stand at the bars. And the reason for that is quite simply that people at bars all line up very closely and yell at the bartender. Uh, and also that there is not enough distance between you and the bartender while you're shouting at them to buy drinks. Um, also, you know what I mean? People just stand at the bar and socialize. And then that's how you end up passing on the disease. And I, it's a very easy disease to to transfer and then all of a sudden you know what i mean from my little uh audio therapy you know sound festival i mean <laughs> yeah audio therapy sound festival uh all of a sudden i get 20 30 cases and now those 20 30 cases each of them for the two weeks that they before they even found out that they had it the amount of people that they infected and then like next thing you know 
that 20 people turns into 400 people and Edmonton has 400 new cases and that's my fault. And then Edmonton is like, we're going to go on lockdown now. We just had 400 cases over the weekend. I don't want that, people. So please, please, please. I understand that you don't like the masks, but I feel like after you understand that that is the reason why I'm doing things, if you don't want to listen at that point, then you're just being an asshole. You're being a selfish asshole. I'm not denying uh, you uh, the, the ability to you know take your mask off. Uh, but I'm making you where you could take your mask off and not harm anybody else, okay? So please, 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 guys, RSVP. That show's selling fast. Uh, I've already uh, had uh, about 20 tickets, and we have very limited seating. We only have 50. So when this gets out, make sure you guys are are uh, doing your thing to RSVP. And you don't even got to pay until you get to the door. It's just that I want you to RSVP so that I can set aside your seats in your areas and whatever so that when you show up you show up you sit down we're gonna have a phenomenal show we're gonna do comedy off the top uh i'll be hosting but i'm also performing and i'm gonna bring on some funny ass comedians um onto the show and then we have um two legends in the uh ebbington music scene we got arlo maverick and we have Uzi La. So Uzi is a, spe- a reggae specialist uh, with just one of the most beautiful, sultry voices. And you also have Arlo Maverick, who is uh, a rapper in the city who I've always uh, admired not only his talent, but his work ethic. And um, like uh, I've used uh, his music on both of my albums. So uh, the soundtrack to my very first album, my very first album was a DVD called I've Been Chocolate My Whole Life. Um, that uh, soundtrack is Pusha Man. That's from Arlo Maverick. And uh, uh, my second album, which um, is uh, Stay Together, the soundtrack on that is also from Arlo Maverick uh, off of his latest uh, album, uh, well, sorry, I can't say latest album because he just released one. So, um, I'm really excited for this show. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to try. Yo, dedicated forty. Let me know if you guys like this idea. This is an idea for a show I have. I want to have a live cooking and comedy show. So, like, you would see, you would you would pay forty bucks, and uh, there would be you would get the menu in it, but you would know what the menu is. And it would be like, this is what the five course meal is going to be. And the cook would cook it live. And, um, now your meals would all be pre-prepared. She's not going to try to make 50 plates in this while we're watching her, but like she would be showing you how she cooks it and how to make these things. And so whenever there's like a break, right? So we would do comedy off the top And then she would be cooking for like 30 minutes. And she'd be like, all right, I got to pop it in the oven now. Now when you got to wait for the 10 or 20 minutes for the thing to come out the oven, we go back to the comedy show. And we just go back and forth until the meal is done. And then uh, when the meal is done uh, and everybody, uh, before everybody eats, we put on our last comedian. Comedian's done. We plate the food. And then while everybody's eating, we get a live singer now. 
and we have a live uh you know so now you're getting comedy you're getting music and you're getting a dinner all for like 40 bucks uh and i'm gonna bring in like a guest chef like flying a guest chef uh you know show you guys what the menu would be if you guys like that idea i think it's a great idea it's never been done it's not something that's happening anywhere much less edmonton and uh you guys know i love uh you know creating new events and creating uh, uh, an atmosphere and a vibe. If anybody's ever been to my events, you know for a fact that I create a vibe that is welcoming, loving, and that you want more of it. So uh, let me know, Dedicated 40. And um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, stay posted for those 10 people. You know who you are. And yes, Al Babcock, you are one of those people. I will mail that fucking album to you when it is done. Um, I'm trying to get it out in time for the Junos. So I'm literally recording this album on, let me take a look at my calendar. I'll tell you my calendar right now. One second. Look at me acting like an adult. Look at my calendar. Uh, so Saturday, October 10th, I will be recording my third album entitled Corporate Clean at the Kamloops Comedy Festival. And then I will have to have that album cleaned up. Matt, you got to clean that up. Matt Olix is not only the producer uh, uh, and sound engineer for the show, but he's also a genius and uh, for, uh, you know, cleaning up and cutting into sketches. The uh, Not sketches. I hate when people say, your little skit. Uh, cutting into tracks, your comedy album. There's a lot that goes into a comedy album. You can't just go up and tell jokes. You have to be very conscious of... Um, with a comedy album because uh they can only play one track from your joke so if you have like uh, a lot of callbacks which is you know you're calling back to a previous joke and that's why it's funny or a lot of you know long-winded jokes and shit they're not gonna play it you have to have your tracks cut where it's more than more than 90 seconds minimum three minutes maximum that's what you want. You want to be in that sweet spot. So you have to be conscious of when you're doing the order of your jokes on stage, that how long you're telling that joke, what joke is that, and you know what I'm saying? So that when you are cutting it up, when Matt's cutting it up, that I make it so that he can make the album flow if you listen to it. But if you want to play a track by track by track, like how they do on SiriusXM and everything, that you could also do that and that it'd still be funny. Like if you just listen to track four, you would laugh. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be listening to track four and be like, and that's why my mama's sick. And you're like, what? You got to go back three tracks to figure out that joke now? Like you don't got to do any of that shit. So there's a lot that goes into it uh, mentally and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, you guys will get those albums. So look out for that stuff. Um and uh, again, guys, I love you, and I'm so happy that you guys uh, are sticking with me and riding with me. Uh, please keep doing that. Uh, we're going to make it one day, and I'm going to throw a big party one day, and it'll be 40 of us getting drunk and talking about all the other podcasts that we listen to. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But anyways, man, listen, people. It's a crazy world out there. Do me a favor, man. Just try to be nice to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be a douche. Don't be a dick. Don't do no passive-aggressive bullshit. And you don't know what that person's going through in their life. Try to smile more for people. And I know you're like, why? I don't fucking have to. You don't. You don't have to. You don't got to fucking listen to me. 
just like you don't gotta listen to this goddamn podcast but what i do want you to do is if you feel like it i mean just try it makes the world a better place you know what I'm saying just think about the niceness that you do for somebody that, uh, and don't expect nothing back from them. Just do something nice and let the world, let the universe just take that. Because um, if we all start living like that and practicing like that, then we could all, uh, you know, be better together. And uh, if we do that, then I won't have to buy an island and uh, seclude myself from the rest of you motherfuckers as the world burns. All right. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject. Love you guys. Take it easy.